Hello, my sweets. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk About Everything with me, Jonesy Sweet. Now, guys, today's episode is entitled, What If Love Was Holy and Hate Was Obscene? And let me tell you why I want to talk about this. You know, today's episode comes from a personal place, and I want to talk about sisterly love. Um, I was recently shown that, and it was more so the situation itself was kind of like unexpected. Uh, the circumstances that I had found myself in was just like, you know how M- when Murphy Law says what can happen will, um, but you really just don't expect it. And you're like, gosh, I'm doing everything I possibly can to do things right. I am dotting all of my I's and crossing all of my T's. I'm trying my best to live a good life. I'm being responsible. And then, oh life happens. So the love that I was surprised with was just like, this lady will never know. This sister will never know the amount of appreciation that I have for the love that she showed me. And it got me thinking, um, what if the world treated love as a holy thing and hatred and meanness and, you know, unkind behavior was just an absurdity um just like like the title says obscene um you know it was like you're shunned if you had that much hatred or in your heart um and I say that because the level of excellence that she gave in her giving was just like I'm like are you human you know you know I've always grown up in the church and I've always you know admire the fact that I have a loving giving type of spirit um, and I've been hurt so I try to guard it and I've had this this big big long tall fence that as the older I get it starts to grow because of the mistreatment that I've experienced um, you know being there for others and then being stabbed in the back and then you know experiencing that this world will chew you up and spit you out and sometimes you know strong people need a hand up maybe not necessarily a hand out but strong people like myself need a hand up and that's what this beautiful woman did for me it came as a surprise it it was so impactful and it kind of saved my life emotionally where I found myself in a sense of I'm not going to let anyone in because um, I can't let you get too close. Because when I let you get too close, then I become vulnerable, then you can hurt me. And I don't think I can stand another moment of pain, of hurt. I can't stand someone stabbing me in the back. I can't stand another whisper, another hearsay. Um, I can't stand it. And it's just like God strategically, strategically stepped in my situation and put that woman, planted her in my life. She was already in my life, but she wasn't in my life. I, it's not, You know how you can know someone, but not really know someone? God allowed me to know this woman and the blessings that were on her life and how that particular, her being who she was blessed my life openly. I was able to be delivered from some things that I was really holding deep in my heart. And sometimes when we get hurt by others, 
when we aren't able to let things go, um, when we are just afraid um, of being vulnerable, where we are, we're hurt by friends, relationships, uh, business endeavors, uh, being rejected from jobs, being rejected in, in relationships, when we judge ourselves off of what the ideology of the world sees us and we feel as though we're not equipped enough to be able to live that out, it hurts. And sometimes the world's life, I want to say life, and the the downfalls and the um, inability to like really pick yourself back up, that fear of doubt and inadequacy, it rings loudly in your mind. It is, it, it is so loud. It deafens all the affirmations, the positive statements, people saying, oh, but you're this, you're that. So that's why I asked this question, what if love was holy and hate was obscene? And, and if you think about it, Maybe we should love somebody. Maybe we should care a little more. You know, what if we thought about doing that instead of building up these walls that we hate each other and we talk down about each other and our insecurities fuel our lives? What if we change that? What if we did a a complete uh, paradigm shift I think I said that right, guys. You know, what if we did that? Because if we think about loving one another, we can heal each other. We can feel each other. We can break these walls between each other. Sisters and brothers, we can, if we think about it blow by blow, when I say blow by blow, I mean word of encouragement, uh, a hand up, um, you know, giving some advice is a is a way to help blow these walls of inadequacy blow down these walls of inferior inferiority blow these walls down of i can't you can with a little help with god's grace and love you can do it so <clears throat> i thought it very important that i bring a special friend on who loves the Lord. I find it funny that she says, I geek out for the Lord and she does, but it is so good. Like her presence, when you're in her presence, uh, like it's just so effervescent. You definitely want to, there's no way that you can have a bad day around my guest host right now. She is just a lovely, lovely person and God speaks to her. And I believe that you guys will be blessed in this episode and without further ado I want to bring to you my boo my girl Trisha Emery oh thank you so much that's such a kind introduction uh you deserve it ah thank you thank you it's right back at you she's a lovely person too and as you all know that are listening how amazing she is and how what a, a blessing it is that she's my friend I count her a friend mm-hmm. and a sister in Christ too yes. and you know this whole topic about just lo- loving being holy and hate mm-hmm. is obscene you know I I have been on the other side yeah. I've been on the love side and the hate side I think we all have in yeah. our life yeah like I the way I grew up and we like Okay, I I judge people hard, and that's hatred too. Yeah, that is. It's that is. it's hatred too because I was in a place where uh, I 
just was unhappy in life and I was unhealthy and I didn't know how to love. I didn't even know how to love myself. Yeah. And I see myself the way God sees myself. And I think, you know, it is so easy to jump on that hate train mm-hmm. and the negative criticism train. Yeah. And it's so easy to do that. That's the easiest thing. The hardest thing is to see past what's there. Yeah. And to see what um, God sees and people. Mm-hmm. And that's why love is holy because mm-hmm. it is a perfect purity type of thing to mm-hmm. see someone as truly how they are created to be. And I'm not going to say it's easy. I mean, like, I mean, come on. Like, we around people all the time. Like, yeah. you can go to Walmart or you can go to the store and there's someone in line doing something crazy, <laughs> crazy all the time, you know? Yeah. But, like, it, it, even then it's like, okay, well, you help them, Jesus. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, my, I'm responsible for me. Yeah. I can't change anyone else. And I think a lot of times it's easy, it's easy to jump on the hatred or the condescending or the judgmental train because it is looking at someone else and not myself. Right. Right. And it is easier to spew something out at them to then to turn it back around and mean like, okay, how can I change? How can I produce a positive change in this situation? Yeah. Um, it, it is so easy and it's so easy to look at from our perspective and not another person's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it, because, I mean, yeah, we all like want and want to drive, you know, we want to be for ourselves. And, but the whole thing, this whole hatred and love thing, like it's, it it all goes back to getting outside of yourself and seeing that person as who they truly are. Mm -hmm. And that is the challenge is, is to, is to see and, and, um, encourage that to come out. And how do I encourage that? Well, part of that is listen to people. Yeah. Like, uh, somewhat, a lot of people, especially now, like, everybody being stuck in COVID, like, yeah. COVID restrictions, they just need someone to listen. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying just let people, like, poop, you know, all over you. Yeah. Have your boundaries. That's love, too. Yeah. You know? Have your boundaries, but be able to listen to some. They just need someone to listen to, to yeah. them. Yeah. And to listen about wh- what's going on. You know, I hear you. You know, I, I can relate to it. And I- it may not be the same thing, same exact situation. But everybody can relate to somebody in yeah. some way. Yeah. We all, we're all human. We all experience things. You know, we all have flesh. We all have flesh and spirit warring with us. You know, it's, it's, it's all like the same. Yeah. And I think once we see it's all the same... The, the hate goes away because then we can, when we can relate to each other, it's mm-hmm. then, then it's like, oh, you're like me. Okay. And then it, it, for me, especially then I can understand somebody when I can understand where they're coming from. I have more compassion yeah towards them and more compassion to like, listen and to give and mm-hmm. to do whatever for them. Um, but I mean, and a lot of that comes from, like, you know, being healed yourself. Yes. Let me say this, and I'm happy that you mentioned being healed, because 
I was at a place where I feel like God was really working on my heart because I said to myself, it's like looking at yourself, like taking a hard look at yourself, uh, doing that outer work and really asking yourself, yeah, your is your life really fulfilled? Are you at a place where you can truly say that you're happy, healthy and whole, right? Because having money, having materialistic things are not going to always meet your needs because you can be angry and have and live in a beautiful big house, a wonderful car. So I had to do a lot of, I've been doing a lot of self-reflection and it seems like every time that I was taking a step forward and God was working on my heart and I was opening up it, I was opening up my heart even more. It's like two things would happen or three things would happen to where I had to get back into that uh, feeling of defeat. And I didn't want to let anyone open where I had to put up that wall and be this, can I say it? This bitchy of a person, you know, and it's the truth. It's the truth. And so what I did was not only self-reflection, but I had to be on the outside looking in, looking at Jonesy and saying, sweetheart, you're not as sweet as you think you are. You know, you like when I did that? Okay. So, you know. The reason why I'm talking about this is because this beautiful woman will never know what she, what, how God planted her strategically to help save me from this mean, bitter person that I was going to become. And it's so funny how, you know, the devil will try to plant people to help ignite that poor type of behavior. Isn't it crazy? It's insanity. It's obscene. It's unheard of. But it happens, mm-hmm. right? It happens. So I was where I I was inching day by day, month by month, you know, towards a situation where I don't think I don't think God is hearing me when I say that, you know, when I say this and I say that. Or, you know, I've been praying, but am I doing enough? And it's like, you know, sometimes. I think God likes operating that still, small calmness. (laughs) And it's just like, he'll do something Mm -hmm. to test, but then he'll say, I've got you. He'll plant people like this beautiful lady. He'll plant people and he'll allow situations to happen. Things that you say to yourself, oh, this can't happen. How am I going to get out of it? In order to shut you up and say, I got you. Can I have your attention, please? I got you. You know what I mean? I got you. And that's what her being obedient to God really did for me. It opened up my blind eyes so that I can remember I look to what? The hills from which cometh my help. Right. Now, now, my my audience, listen. I know that Jonesy, like you guys know, I talk about everything. We talk about sex, religion, politics, whatever. It's, So this is really personal for me, and I hope that this uh, taps dances on the frontal lobe of your brain and, you know, trickles down your spine like neck bone juice, because I want you guys to get that the love that this beautiful woman gave to me, showed me. I was like, I needed it. Have you guys ever had a need? You guys can feel free to, um, when this podcast airs, to like leave a comment, share. I definitely want to hear back from you guys, but... When someone, when God strategically plants someone um, in your life to help you and begins to, it's like the little, um, 
it's like a, a plant bud that inch by inch every watering you do every sunlight that you piece of sunlight that you give it the nourishment that you give it it sprouts out and this lady helped with through God's um, divine intervention it's helped me to open up to where it's like he's saying don't have fear have real wisdom this time when you you know give of yourself and this way you don't get burned this way people don't take advantage of you this way when people talk bad about you and they don't know you because I've had people lie on me don't know me from the don't know me at all only know of me it's a difference knowing of someone and knowing someone and I've been even in the church I've had church hurt I've had where in the church where people assume that I'm flirtatious or I want their mate and I'm just like I don't that's the furthest thing from my mind but the it's funny like you said they'll do things like that to mask who how they really feel they'll place the blame where the blame is on their mind and how they're stinking thinking is really into play you give me some feedback um what do you think about God intervening um and strategically um coming in and uh superseding an expectation that you may, may, that you thought that you would actually gain or maybe perhaps you had no idea he likes to do that a lot um especially okay especially when you think something's dead yeah um dead and gone and you counted it out and you have hurt from it because mm-hmm. i mean I've had situations where I thought it was dead and gone, buried in the ground. Goodbye, bye-bye. There's my feelings. Like, I've been, I was actually hurt from, like, waiting for it and expecting it. It's like that scripture about, I think it's in Proverbs 14, 19. I get them confused. But anyways, I'll check it out. Um, About hope deferred to make the heart sick. But when the hope is actually fulfilled, it's like a blessing into your life. And I've had the first part of that scripture for a long time. Repeat that again for my audience. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're sick. You're you're tired. You're tired of hoping. You're tired of mm-hmm. waiting. You're tired of expecting it. Mm-hmm. It it makes you sick to even think about it because it's been so 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 long in the waiting. And you know, so you think it's like Abraham. You think it's dead gone there's no chance mm-hmm. at all that this thing is having any life or anything yeah and um and then i've heard have god all of a sudden just bam turn it around exactly. and it comes back and then and then all you do is praise god because i yeah. mean I, I believe in the god of the bible i believe that god is working right now supernaturally i've seen supernatural things happen and look that in that scripture about abraham it wasn't it wasn't that Abraham didn't believe in the promise. It was what he believed in God. The God of the promise would fulfill it. It was the expected hope in God. It wasn't mm-hmm. the promise being fulfilled. It was the God in the promise. Yeah. So that's what was accredited to him as righteousness, as purity, as holiness. Mm-hmm. It was that exactly. It was like, okay, I believe that God can do it. I don't know how are you going to do it. I don't, but that's not my job to know how. Right. You know, my job is just to be like, okay, God, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Keep speaking. I don't know how. And to be real about it. Yeah. That's why I also learned, Tiff, is like, 
you really need to be real with God about yeah. stuff. Like, if you're angry, it hasn't happened, tell God you're angry. If you need to cuss at him, cuss <laughs> Oh, God, y'all. <laughs> Not curse. Okay. Not curse. Mm-hmm. Curse is something different in the Bible yeah. than cuss. Uh, right. Okay. If you need whatever words, you can always repent. That's yeah. what I was like. You can always repent later, but you need to be complete. The more honest and vulnerable you are yeah. with God, the more he comes in and he's like, I can trust you with more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you're ready. I can reveal more of my heart to you. Mm-hmm. I can give you those things because I'm, I'm waiting for you to be more vulnerable and open towards me and and I can reveal more sides of me more of my love so you can give more love and receive more love mm-hmm. you know you can give you, you can give more and you can be vulnerable and break down those walls yeah and I think that's what he was doing for me because I didn't even know like so many people came up to me especially in church <laughs> or so many people were coming up to me and saying I just want to say your attitude is so much better. And I was like, mm, I didn't even know I had a problem. But see, that's what the trick of the enemy does. You don't know how messed up or, me- or much of a, how much of a mess you're in until you actually see the grace of God lift mm-hmm. thy blind eyes. It's only the Holy Spirit that reveals to us in tiny those things because mm-hmm. there's sins that we're doing that we don't even know. Yeah. And I can't even repent for the sins that I don't even know. Yeah. So it's all in tiny, like how Holy Spirit teaches us. So mm-hmm. we can't do anything or repent or change until Holy Spirit like reveals those things to us. Yeah. We, we just having the heart that we want to is like our responsibility when mm-hmm. he reveals them. And he knows like how long it'll take us to like actually turn away from that. Mm-hmm. But like that right there is like, it helped me to be more vulnerable with him too. And to mm-hmm. be more open with people because, oh man, I like a couple years ago, people kept telling me at church, they're like, Trisha, you need to be like more open. You've got so many walls up. I was like, I don't right I was like I don't know what you yeah. mean I want to be like vulnerable but I don't know what that looks like mm-hmm. until like God took me on a journey and was like show me I'm like oh snap I do have so many walls yeah up because of people misusing mishandling mis you know trust issues yeah. like you know daddy mommy issues yeah. you know all that stuff it all builds up over time and, yeah and people and even doing it to yourself yeah yeah so, I just, I was at a place where I said, I'd be damned if I'm going to let anybody else. And you will get the, you'll feel the wrath of my tongue. Watch what you say to me. Mm, you get ready to go off. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and I, I, I learned how to cut without being loud. Mm. And that was, you know, that's because I kind of know, I know I'd be versatile, but I will be, I will cut you with my tongue mm-hmm. because I know how it feels. I, I know I'm trying to protect myself before you can get to me, mm-hmm. you know, and I had to learn that everybody doesn't think like me. Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't act. Everybody doesn't respond the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just that you catch more flies with honey than you, than you do. Mm-hmm. You already know the rest. So I was through circumstances and situations, um, especially as a parent, I'm, I've been learning that, you know. Um, kids make you soft and I was, I've was i always had this and I'll, I say this to um, some of my nieces and nephews 
Be mindful, be prepared, be fast, be quick with it because you know what? This world will chew you up and spit your ass out. You have to be prepared. You know, you have to be mindful. And it's really not, you know, that's not fair. My, I don't need to deflect my issues onto someone else. And I think that was the problem. Um, I, I kind of saw it somewhat in my actual work. Like, I was always, you know, I wasn't a combative person. But it's just like, I always want to know why. And here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always had a, something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not always good. Especially living in North Carolina, you, you get fired quick. <laughs> so, um, but... You know, it's just, I feel better. It's like a weight was lifted off of me. I recently said, I forgive whoever, whomever. Um, Is it a hard task to face them? Because, you know, I'm not going to forget. But remembering who holds the key to my heart, remembering who who advocates for me in places and spaces that I don't even know that I'm about to enter... Who, who protects me from things seen and unseen. Mm-hmm. See, protection is not just from something that's going to cause you physical harm. It's those harm, harmful statements that people make. Because, you know, sometimes pe- you cannot land a job mm-hmm. or anything or actually have a good acquaintanceship with someone because of what someone may co- say out of their mouths mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. God protects you from that too. Um, it's just just feels so good to have a heavy weight lifted off of me I have to say that it is and like those walls you don't realize it builds it builds a wall on the good things too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and it is a wall that is not meant for you to sustain because if you try to sustain anything like that it's gonna crush you eventually so Mm -hmm. it does become heavy and that's why Jesus says cast your burdens on me and he is the great, he is our intercessor. He's constantly interceding for us, like you were saying. Like, yeah. he never meant for us to carry, like, such heavy loads. And that's why forgiveness is such a huge thing. And I say, you know, it's not, you can, as long as your heart is there and you're you're working on forgiveness towards it, like, eventually there'll come a day when you're like, okay, cool. I'm not, I'm not even think about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I for, I've forgotten it, you know? But that's the key is like you've chose, it was a decision to forgive and it, and it, and it is a continuous thing. There's stuff that comes up, like, um, a memory will come back and, and I'll be like, I have to say, I forgive them. I release them. I bless them in Jesus name. Yeah. You know, I, ha- I have to like walk through that. I still make a choice to forgive. So in a sense, Trisha, you're saying that it's better to forgive others. Don't do it because of them do it for yourself and then when, like when you have that thought again it's it's good to just forgive them again because even if you start to have that negative thought forgiving them again helps you ultimately right that's correct absolutely because if you in life something will trigger a memory or something to come back that you've already forgiven them for and you thought hey what is that gonna have already done this but you can stay, like an emotion can come up so super quickly with it. You can stay in an emotion, and emotion can drag you down, down, down deep. Yeah. And it's better to nip it in the bud. I'm not saying to to push down your emotion, not express those things. But it's better to go ahead and say, I forgive, I release, and I bless in Jesus' name. 
and allow the Holy Spirit, if you need to work through that emotion, it is still coming up, work through it with Jesus. Yeah. Because it, it is, it is like your walls, like, um, walls come up and things spew out if you keep pushing down and pushing down your emotions yeah. and you keep pushing down and building walls up around that that's why you were saying earlier about how like things would just fly off like you just get angry and bitter. yeah i would um i would bottle up my emotions and i i could i learned how to be a chameleon being a pk a preacher's kid for those who don't know pk here right. too so because you were taught like don't don't express those you you have a certain um display of how you can act in public Mm -hmm. don't embarrass me so i learned how to be that chameleon um it's it's not a bad thing and learning how to be versatile but then i also learn how to mask those emotions Mm -hmm. and so when the straw hits the camel's back in certain situations it's like i'm very implosive Mm -hmm. and that's not good that's where you're like listen uh, my tongue gets a little, can I say it, mm-hmm. bitchy, mm-hmm. to where I'm like, I'm gonna cut you with my words. Um, where I've been able to like pick people apart and not, you know, I cut them down. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily something I want to do. It's just that if I have any inkling that you are trying to come and attack me, I'm gonna get you first. And that's where the hurt. But that's why I was, you know, Alicia Keys made the song. What if, what if love was holy and hate was is obscene. And that's when it, whenever I experience that love um, from that beautiful sister friend of mine, and then I heard that song, I was like, that's it. That's what's been holding me back. That's what's been fueling my aggression, my anger, the anguish and pain, the embarrassment, the feeling of inadequacy, all of that. That's what it was because when people don't show you enough love, mm-hmm. when people are constantly mean and they talk down to you, and people who talk at you but not with you, that hurts. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be vulnerable. You're like, enough is enough, damn it. Mm-hmm. Enough yes. is enough. I'm tired of this. So you. So what happened with me was, I'm gonna still be my nice, generous self. But I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you see this other side that it's not mm-hmm. gonna take it. You're not gonna mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that you know that mm-hmm. I'm gonna get you off of me. Um, the finger snap told you like I'm serious about like right. that's something I was really feeling. And but I'm learning that I don't have to cut you with my words. I think Maya Angelou said it right. And please correct me because I'll say it wrong. You know I, I don't. I'm not even going to try because I don't think I'm going to say it right. But it's something along the lines of, you know, you can cut me with your eyes and, and take me with your lies. But, you know, still I rise. You know, I didn't have that thought process. I, I was in this. I was viewing life from what the world teaches you. Okay, you hit me, I hit you back. You attack, I attack back. You know, um, that's how I was living. And I really had to take a real deep look at myself mm-hmm. and really reflect and be on the outside looking in Mm -hmm. and saying, like I said earlier, like, this is not cute. Mm -hmm. This isn't cute anymore. And this anger that I'm holding in because of what life has done to me, instead of giving it up to God, it's like you're losing people and you don't want to lose people that really matter. You know what I mean? So hopefully this episode will definitely help people with that. Um, when you hear 
when you heard this particular title of this episode, what if love was holy and hate was obscene? Tell me how we as people, people that aren't even like consider themselves Christians, how can we as a whole, as a world do better um, with this ideology? I think it begins with the heart, your own heart. I think it begins with getting outside of yourself and looking and listening for the other person's perspective or where they're coming from, giving people the benefit of the doubt, um, realizing that there's people like, you know, at some point in their life, they're reacting for out of places of hurt. Yeah. And not taking it personally and then reacting back to that because all you're doing is feeding that. Mm-hmm. What we want to feed, you know, uh, there's the quote, and I don't know who it says it. It's like, what you feed is what grows. Yes. Okay. So what whatever you feed is what grows. So if you keep feeding, you know, eye for an eye, you keep feeding that back and forth, that's what you're going to get. That's what we see. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people want change, but change has to happen within your own heart first. Yeah. It has to happen with your own life first. And that means looking outside of myself, looking outside of what I can get from it mm-hmm. and saying what I can give to it and yeah. what I can, what can I constructively and like as a whole, it may not be anything like huge in your eyes but something just even small as a compliment or whatever yeah you know it's something positive and encouraging Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and I agree to I agree with that because here's the thing you know as in my process of healing like this just didn't happen overnight it was the what really ignited me to want to actually do this episode was because of the fact that that love that this woman showed me was something that said, this is why you need to be the way that you need to be. And the fact that I was like, well, if this woman that doesn't even know me like that knows of me, but doesn't know me, because there is a difference. Yes, there is. You know, for her to not really know me, but to show that kind of love, and she didn't give me a million dollars, she didn't pay a bill. She was just there in a time of need where my thought process was, I will, how do I get out of this? Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Mm-hmm. At that point, I didn't see a way out. And it's like God planted her strategically. But isn't it funny how strategic God is? He's so strategic. It's, yeah, it's like a whisper of, give that woman a compliment. Hey, give them $20. You're like, I have plans for that money. No, just do it. And, or, you know, hey, give someone a special gift. You know, if you listen to God's still small voice asking you to fulfill something, the fulfillment comes from both places, that person that's receiving and the person that's giving. Mm-hmm. Wow. A lot of people may not understand that, but that's something big. Um, you never know how your level of giving will bless someone. That is right. the reason for this episode. You, ladies and gentlemen, you never know how your giving your obedience to God's plan will be a blessing to someone because love is holy and hatred is obscene but that's got to come with the idea that's going to come within your ideology it's got to come within your practice of your state of mind and the more and more that I see as I get older the more and more I understand that 
That's right. Because obscurities are going to happen. There is no way to get away from that. You know, you can, you know, work on your credit and, and believe God to fix it, but you've got to work on it. You can pray for a big house, but you've got to sustain the house that you're living in while you're praying. Because prayer without works is what? Dead. So I said that to say this, that the reason why I keep saying and I keep finding that God is so strategic is that every move I make, every step I take, it prepares me. I have always been like people who listen to my Facebook, I'll say, you know, you decide how you respond to things. It's your choice. You decide. Something negative could happen to you, but it's your choice to how you see things. The industry that I'm in, the entertainment business, right? And I'm a small fry, right? Right now, but I'm So the entertainment industry is very cutthroat. People are judgmental. And I signed up for, hey, look at me. I signed up for the Mm -hmm. business of, hey, look at me from a lot of different aspects, from how I articulate um, when I speak, how I look uh, physically, uh, my attributes, uh, my voice, everything. Um, So I signed up for that, you know? So I had to learn that even in the industry, people are people and they are sometimes what they say hurts and you've got to pull, you got to pull yourself up and you've got to know who you know, you got to know who you are, that God says that you are wholeheartedly. Um, And so dealing with hurt from the industry, dealing with people like finagling you or bullcrapping you and then making it, making you feel like you're the problem. When you're like, hey, were you there? You did this, you know? And people not apologizing. Or people starting unnecessary drama. Or you don't have the best relationship with the father of your child. Mm -hmm. You know, things of that nature that constantly fuels and ignites um, and builds this wall. Like, my heart was, you know, the brick and mortar of, before you come in, check yourself. Because... I'm not going to let you in. You know, Mm -hmm. what is it? Sam, it's not Sam Cook. What's his name? This, the singer, Sam, Sam Sam Smith. Yeah. Sam Smith. You know, he sings a good song. It says, um, I won't let you in or I won't let you hurt me. I won't let you get close. Mm -hmm. I think my audience knows what song I'm going after, but it's basically the word, the verbiage is just what my life was. I'm going to put on a great face and this face is going to be lovely. It'll make it seem like there's nothing wrong with me. Nothing's going on with me. Nothing's wrong. But inside, I am delicate. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to let you see. But like, when I get in the quiet spaces and places of my mind and in my home, my mind is yelling. Mm -hmm. It's saying, I want to be free. I'm tired of this. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of dealing with this pain and anguish. And yeah, it may seem as though like, hey, you should just get over it. But like, how do you get over it? The loud voice that's telling you, you'll never make it. Mm-hmm. How do you get over that, Trish? It's, it's a lot of, <laughs> for me, it was counseling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, and, and really just experience, like experience and, and persistently deciding not to give in to that voice because yeah. I think that voice the enemy's voice is so loud because it wants to keep us down because we're so powerfully and wonderfully and 
made by God mm -hmm. to usurp that voice and to become this beautiful being that God created to make such a change on the earth. You know, and I think it's PKs. Okay. Yeah. I'm a PK too. Yeah. So, what, what, what? Woo. Um, yeah, the PK thing. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think people can relate to the mask. Like, yeah. you have to wear a mask. You have to push down your feelings. So, it isn't it isn't until you get behind closed doors that you really let loose like what you're really feeling and even yeah. then if you don't have a home where you can do that you have to bottle up some more yeah. so it's like unlearning those things and I think a lot of people can relate to that because I think the world teaches us to live for people's approval yeah live for people's applause yeah especially your industry too yeah. that you're in but then again like don't don't live for it yeah and it's like, you got to be your own person, blah, 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 but you can't live for it. Well, that's a double standard. It's a hell of a balance. Yeah. Where God says, you live for my approval. Yeah. You live, you are you going to live for man's approval or my approval? Yeah. And when you live for God's approval, he's always approved. Yeah. He'll tell you what's up, what's wrong, you know? Because he knows the plans that he has for you. The, his, the plans is to prosper you, not to harm, harm you. you. Exactly. Yeah. And he created us. Mm -hmm. So he knows exactly how we function, how we think. Mm -hmm. um, when I'm like super silly, I'm like, it's your fault. You're reading me super silly. Yeah. You know, like it, it's just those things like being, I think it's maturity and mm -hmm. immaturity and learning your own emotions, maturity and learning how you process things, yeah. maturity and learning like how to let your walls down yeah. and how to let love in and be loved. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that really is the solution to all letting yourself mature and not being afraid of letting the walls down because yeah. fear is the absence of love yeah strangely enough that we're yeah. that we're talking all about yeah. this right mm -hmm. there is the absence of love mm -hmm. and that's in first john four and it, it talks about that the, the more like fear is the fear of judgment or gaining approval, basically yeah. gaining approval of people. Mm -hmm. and, and so I am a reformed people person, a people, oh, let's see, I can't even see it. You're straight. A fear of people pleasing. Uh -huh. I like, I'm a reformed people pleaser. Yes. And so that is, that is a number one heartbreaker. When you're there to people please, yeah. you will get your heart stomped on squash and it will need a C-section. Well, I don't think so. no. It'll need a repair. You know yeah, what I mean. Right. You need that. surgery. Yeah, need surgery. <laughs> There's surgery. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, that baby needs to come out. Yeah, so it is yeah right, right. And, you know, so <laughs> so you know. Hey, and and I'm that, that. See how we did that? Yeah. And you know, sometimes like I was like I, you know, I used to say I'm a perfectionist. Well, that mm -hmm. comes sometimes that per, that perfectionist um, type of mentality comes from a place of hurt. Yes. You say that again. Say I'll say it again. Sometimes that perfectionist mentality comes from a place of hurt. Because yeah. uh -huh. you're scared to be vulnerable and wrong. But my acting coach, Carl Kennedy, shout out to him. He taught me whenever you make mistakes, you just now became better than a person um, who never made them or who is always getting something right because you now know what it, how it feels to get something wrong. So you chances of you getting it wrong again are very slim to none. You know, and I really had to say, because he, you know, people like that has helped me. They really have. They have really helped me. And that has been an absolute blessing. I think we need a part two. I do too. I think we need a part two. We can't sum it up in 30 minutes. 
can't. Um, <laughs> but we, tr- guys, Trisha is coming back for part two. So you Woo-hoo! guys stand, stay tuned for that because it's going to be um, something that's going to make you happy, healthy, and whole. And that is what we are talking about. What if love was holy and hate was obscene? I hope this episode bless- blesses you because it's coming from a personal standpoint. But I'm sure I'm not the only woman or there are some men who have actually feel that this issue is very prominent in their lives. And maybe they're afraid to go to therapy. Maybe you're afraid to talk to one of your bros or other sisters um, about it. But love is the answer. Because if you lead with love, when you have conversations with people, you see that people open up better. When you operate up from a place of love um, and a perspective of how can I give a hand up and um, you see that the outcome is better. When you leave with hate, when you lead with hatred and anger and, you know, things of that nature, you don't really get a good outcome. Have you ever noticed how you yell at someone or if you if you have children, have you ever noticed that when you yell at a child, it really doesn't get anywhere? But when you really help them understand the consequences of their actions, they kind of remember it more. You know, um, have you noticed that when you're dealing with that bad coworker, um, that if you respond negatively back to them, that it doesn't help? And the people on the outside looking in don't know who's the actual imbecile in that argument or who's the bad person in that argument. Just think about that. We're going to touch on more. There's so much more to life than just, you know, anger, anguish, um, fear of doubt and inadequacy. There's so much stuff that else that other stuff that goes on in the world. And we want to touch bases on that. That's why we have to have a part two. So you're going to come back for part two, right? Yes. She is coming back for part two. Awesome. 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 So guys, listen, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Let's Talk About Everything with me, your girl, Jonesy Sweet. Remember to live your life unapologetically who you are. We talk about everything on this podcast and this happens to be one of the episodes where we're talking about God. I believe in him and he reigns supreme in my life. I'm not a, you know, religious person, but I serve a God who sits high and looks low, meets my needs and is helping me every day, every step of the way. We are currently living in a chaotic time frame. Who knew that we would have a pandemic? So I hope these episodes will help you. And always remember, think about this for the rest of the week. What if love was holy and hate was obscene, truly obscene? Be well, guys.